Hello, everybody with Clinical Scoop. How's it going? Where science meets business for clinicians. This is Dan Sfera. I've got Dr. Al Jazeera I've got Monica Quitiva. And I've got Chris Sauber all on the same call. It's like a heaven right now. These minds, four minds. You know, we just put them all together. We're going to talk about uh, monoclonal antibody. We're going to talk about the Regeneron, the whole Regeneron mono, monoclonal antibody cocktail. And we're going to analyze a story here about COVID. We're going to look at the stock for Regeneron. Uh, we're going to click no thanks with ads. We're going to look at the stock price. We are going to look at, and I haven't looked at the stock price, guys. I don't own Regeneron. Uh, we're going to look at three studies going on right now with this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm also going to close my email so we can't see who emails me. And uh, before we start, I want to do a disclaimer. This is not financial advice. This is not medical. God forbid this is not medical advice. Uh, we just had a dog on the videos yesterday. So this is not medical advice and not financial advice. It's just news. It's for people sharing their personal opinion. I don't even know what these other three people's opinion is on these things. Uh, Sometimes I don't even know my own. So we, we this, don't take this as advice. It's entertainment and it's hopefully you get some knowledge from it and do some research on your own, most importantly. And if you're a clinician, you're already in the space or you're somebody thinking about getting into research, we're going to analyze these three studies that you see here on clinicaltrials.gov and we're going to get into, uh, because we do this every week, you know, what we would think as a site if we were to do this study, what are some of the challenges? And we're also going to incorporate some news stories from the Regeneron stock because we're going to look at the Regeneron stock and see what the chart looks like. Uh, if I could zoom out of this one, I would, but, um, let's look at the year to date while I'm doing this, everybody just introduce yourself briefly and, uh, and then we'll get started. We'll get into the studies. So I want to know more about the dog. Do we give good advice? <laughs> uh, you were there. I mean, you know, he was on, he was on, he was being I was here. I don't recall this. You did not, you do not recall holding a dog yesterday. Oh, I thought we did a video with a dog. You, you, you don't recall. You don't recall holding a dog while I'm holding a camera. Uh, I didn't realize you were recording. <laughs> I should you just not go, realize. I should just always assume you're recording. I guess. So you don't realize if I'm holding a camera pointed at you and talking to you that it's recording. <laughs> what can I say? I don't know. Last week, <laughs> last week we analyzed some Alzheimer's studies. You know, some <laughs> dementia studies, Chris. That might be appropriate. <laughs> but you never know. Gone. You never know. Unbelievable. Oh okay, so Chris, introduce yourself. Let people know who you are besides uh, someone that can't remember a video from yesterday. <laughs> uh, no need for introduction. I'm not world famous Monica, but no, world famous <laughs> Monica. <laughs> I've, been famous here, Monica I've been here song. enough. <laughs> I've been here enough. Uh, part of DSCS. Yeah, Chris and I just got off of a really good conference call, like an hour-long presentation for diversity and research with a big sponsor. Hopefully, finger crossed, we get it. Hour and a half. It hour was an hour and a half, man. It's, yeah. it's a wow. good sign. But fingers crossed that they like what they saw. Um, Monica, world-famous Monica, how, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> how is everything uh, with you? And thank you for researching these stories and for coming out with the articles that we're going to share. Uh, thank you for finding those. 
You're welcome. And who are you? Just give a background who you are. Well, I've been working in research with Chris and Dan. So thank you for all the knowledge. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, I've been working with you guys since I think 2015, 14? 14, mm -hmm. I think. 14. Yeah. Wow. And, been a while. and it's been, been a, while. a great journey. All right. And Dr. Al, uh, Dr. Al Jazirely goes by the nickname Dr. Al to his patients, to many of his patients. Um, and those who for, are not. And those who are not. Yeah. And those who are not. Thank you so much for finding the <laughs> three clinicaltrials.gov uh, studies that we're going to be analyzing right now. It is very, very, very nice of uh, you always done as usual. Um, I'm, I'm a medical oncologist. I practice in Los Angeles. I'm very interested in research. I have my own research company and I have uh, been uh, doing it for the last uh, almost like 15, 20 years in research. And me and Dan and Chris and Monica, we all friend, we do research, we talk about research and we have to improve the research Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you very much. And we're going to get into the studies you, you showed, but just to give people an idea. So at the beginning of the year, Regeneron, obviously COVID was not a, in anybody's reality in the beginning of the year. Regeneron was at $373 a share. And now on October 14th, uh, 2020, it's 600. And in the last, when would, did Trump do this study? Like you, around the last week, it spiked here to 614. Okay, so that's not that much different than what it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, October 5th, 609. That's, I think that's when Trump got sick and started taking the drugs. So look at that spike from 563 to 606 in a day, like over and in maybe a weekend because it happened on the weekend. So mm -hmm. from Friday till Monday. Okay, and then he got better, like within three days, and we're going to talk about why. But Dr. Al, why? Uh, what is a monoclonal antibody? Can you help us uh, understand this better? Hey, uh, actually, this uh, regimen uh, uh, antibodies is kind of unique because uh, they, it's not, uh, it's like some kind of antibody that to engulf the virus to stop it from uh, hooking into the cell and attacking it, okay? And if you, if I've been reading about the history of this and it's, it's done one time in the past for Ebola, but now they're having it in different way, but because Ebola virus, when they first started it, they have the virus start developing some uh, immunity for it. And now with uh, this uh, uh, SARS or COVID-19 virus, they, tested like almost 7,000 antibody for different spikes on the virus. And they found that like two of them that will be, and they, they choose two of them because they said if, if the virus gonna develop resistant to one of these spi uh, antibody spikes, we have the other one as a backup for that, which is kind of unique and kind of uh, neat way of doing it. So they injected to the, uh, to the, to the subject that's infected uh, positive with COVID-19 and try to see what the effect of it in reducing the recovery uh, time and improving the 
symptoms of the patient and what the comparing to the placebo or the one that have been doing nothing. And so far, the study in phase one and two has been doing good, but uh, also the result of the study that's published on the website of the company today, actually, mm-hmm. they're saying there's like about 45% uh, response rate, uh, uh, 45% response, uh, good response. And we get to see what's in the pipeline because you see they have different, it's not just this study, Regeneron's a huge company uh, or a very successful biotech company even before COVID, right? But most people don't know about it un- because, until COVID. That's why it became a household name with Donald Trump being uh, the compassionate use case for them. But look, in December 2015, this was a $544 stock, right? So It's been very stable. Yeah, it's been stock. extremely stable. Mm-hmm. It dropped was, in a September 2019 to 277. Would have been a great time to buy, and then it spiked. So, the first time they traded in the on the on the uh, on the stocks is was almost like, uh, 1989. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. And disclosure: I don't own any stock Regeneron. I don't think anyone else here does. Does anyone? I don't. Yeah. I nobody. Don't. Yeah. None of us own Monica, Chris. You guys? No. No. No, I don't. Yeah, so I mean, we're just objective. I, you know, I, I wasn't even familiar with this company until I heard about it with Donald Trump uh, getting sick, like everyone else. And I work in the industry, but this is their pipeline. They have in phase one uh, something for cancer, an antibody for cancer. They have solid tumor antibody. They have an antibody for B cell malignancies. These are all phase one. Platinum resist resistant ovarian cancer. I mean, they have a lot of stuff for cancer in phase one. Everything that they're doing except birch allergy, um, multi-dose. This is the multi-antibody therapy. Is this, this is the cocktail, right? That we're, that Trump got. Yeah. Dad, you know what's interesting about this company back in 1988, when they started, they started with antibody for neurological symptoms. And now they're still producing antibody. They are the specialized company in antibody for different types of diseases. Wow. Now they're going to oncology. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's just the one who started it, like a neurologist and immunologist, both of them. Wow, and that's why they interested. That is interesting. interesting. I didn't know anything about this company until just a few weeks ago with Trump. Yeah, so- and they have uh, partner. They have partner. They partnership with Sanofi in some of the studies. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty, look at this phase for three. cancer because Sanofi is very big in cancer treatment oh yeah look in phase mm-hmm. three they have um macular degenerative and and diabetic macular edema non-small cell lung cancer atopic dermatitis covid too this is the um trump cocktail uh-huh. uh what do you guys think before we get into the studies that we have to analyze what do you guys think about because uh, on linkedin i see a lot of things about trump compassionate use does anyone have a problem with him receiving this drug that nobody else no. in the world received? I, I, for a couple of my patients, I have to call the NCI and order some kind of medication for compassionate use or call the company and ask them for compassionate use. You have just to fill out some forms and uh, make sure that the patient agrees with that mm-hmm. and then you can administer it. So I've been using compassionate use medication for some of my... So would... would... 
John or Jane off the street corner be able to get what uh, Trump got? Yes. Yeah. Yes, as they, as they agree on it. And they can get it through clinical trial if they go to a center that runs the clinical trial, or they can get, get it as a compassion use. Okay. Yeah, but now Regeneron was saying they weren't, they're limited in supply for their study. So this one, it's combination therapy. They're comparing it with placebo. This is the phase one uh, for, uh, let's see if this is healthy volunteer or people with COVID. Patients with COVID, so they're actually doing a placebo, right? It's placebo uh -huh. controlled. So the the debate with Donald Trump was he's the only person in the world to get the compassionate use for this cocktail right now because it's such short supply. Everybody else is doing a study. I personally don't have a problem with it. He's the leader of the free world. I think he deserves special treatment. Um, I don't care what party you know you're affiliate with. Is the president? I mean, you, how do you not give him or her, if it was a woman, the cocktail compassion? I, I agree with everything but, but, you're saying. Sorry, go ahead, Doctor Earl. But look at the other, uh, other, other If this vaccine is not studied well and as the medication now for AstraZeneca that they causing some unexplained sickness in the patient. How are you going to justify it? So that's where I was going to go. I was going to say, you know, I, I take no issue with the president getting this, even if most people have no access. But but it's not well researched as of exactly. yet. So why are they get? It kind of dumbfounds me on why they would have given it to him to begin with. That tells me that his symptoms were more than just mild because this, Dr. Al, am I right? This monoclonal anti antibody causes allergic reaction, severe allergic reaction in about 10 to 15% of people that take it. Yes. So but that's kind of risky. To, that's kind of risky. And also, to, and also, I agree with you to hospitalize a patient, that means his symptoms is not like uh, just uh, mild symptoms. That means mm -hmm. it's elevated for mild to moderate. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he's better. Or, yeah. So and the fact that he's be better be now shows you shows you good stuff about this. I mean, we know he's the only patient that we know he got the treatment, not the placebo. Uh, and these three days better, no signs, you know, testing negative now for COVID. So everybody's going to want this cocktail. Everybody's going to want to be in this study. But in this study, you might get placebo, right? And that's another thing is like Dr. Hazen, we should have had her on. We were going to talk to her yesterday, but... We had to reschedule our interview with her, Chris. But as she says, it's not ethical to do COVID placebo studies. Especially if you have it. What I mean, do you think guys think about pre this? Prevention, it's, uh, you know, prevention, it's, uh, it's ethical. But if you have COVID and you're moderate to severe symptoms, I, no, it's not ethical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think if it is a mind for somebody who's walking the street like, to see the effects of the antibodies on these patients, I, I think it's like any other medication, but somebody who's sick in the ICE intensive care unit and like this, and you think, I don't think it's ethical. No, not at all. Parallel assignment. So yeah, see, so. Um, so that means intervention that... treatment. Oh, here we go. So you have three arms. Okay, you have the experimental dose, low dose, experimental high dose, placebo. Uh, so yeah, you see here you can get the placebo. One out of three, but, uh, I'm assuming. I, but go up to the title. It is for uh, mild, not for severe. Uh, a master protocol says intelligibly for the treatment of ambulatory patients with COVID-19. Ambulatory, which is mild. Okay. 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 
So just diagnose, but maybe no symptoms, right? Or very yes. mild symptoms. Okay. Mild symptoms like okay. cough, maybe fever, maybe okay. like no, no hypoxia, no really... A cold, basically. Okay. or okay. no really... Uh, okay, that makes more sense. Pneumonia. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Here's the inclusion-exclusion criteria. Um, you have to be diagnosed with you know, positive test and meets one of the following symptomatic cohort. So symptoms consistent with COVID with onset of uh, less than or equal to seven days before randomization or asymptomatic cohort that has no symptoms. You have to meet all of the following, no symptoms uh, occurring any time within two months prior to randomization, no positive test from a sample collected over seven days ago prior to randomization and has had no contact of any duration with an individual who has confirmed COVID-19. This would be the hard part uh, mm-hmm. because how do you know? But it has to, I guess, has to be confirmed because usually if you live with a spouse, you somebody has it, the other person has to have it too. So right? what, what's the point of that cohort though? So I, is it to prove that this will prevent you from getting the virus? Because if so, then you also have to show some sort of means of to come in contact with it after you start the treatment. No, no. So these both cohorts have to be diagnosed. One is symptomatic. The other one's asymptomatic. Okay. So, but the okay, asymptomatic so, has to meet these three things. Oh, okay. So then why does it matter if you've come in contact with somebody with COVID? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, Dr. Al, maybe. And then on top of that, how would they become that kind of confirms that they've come in contact with somebody with COVID if they have COVID. Yeah. Maybe to bring them into the trial. Mm-hmm. You well, can get a two for one for enrollment. But it's, exactly. yeah, it, <laughs> it says has had no contact with an individual who has confirmed COVID. Well, if they have, if this person themselves have COVID, then you're already breaking that rule. Yeah. How else are you getting it? You're getting it from your, exactly. your dog? Within greater than 14 days prior to randomization. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, people are obviously qualifying. Let's see how many sites were doing this. This was from June, from June. And it's uh, a lot of sites, 95 sites, Arizona. But they're looking for 2,000. California, so look at California. Oh my God. California's got a lot. La Mesa, La Palma, Long Beach, Long Beach, Long Beach, LA. Uh, Santa Monica, Stanford. Yep, there's a lot of sites uh, doing this phase one. This is the phase one and phase two. Yeah, both. So but they're looking for two thousand and something patients. So yeah, it's a let's large go down and see. Two thousand one hundred and four participants. Wow, twenty. Yeah, two thousand one hundred. Ninety-five sites. I don't. It, it doesn't seem too feasible. They estimate to complete sites. by December nineteenth. If I go to their website and I look, because this is the phase one antibody. Well, they're not going to tell me their enrollment numbers here. They don't tell you the enrollment numbers. Um, but yeah, this one. Uh, this is the one here and this one here. This is the multi-dose safety. Uh, this is the one for healthy volunteers. So the one we're looking at, oh, I don't even see it on here. It's not even on the pipeline because this other one's for treatment for hospitalized and non-hospitalized. Uh, and this one's for the phase three for household contacts of those diagnosed. That's the one, Chris, you were talking about. These are for the prevention and family members. Right. 
uh, they got a lot going on. So I don't see this particular study on their website. Maybe they need to update it. But they have more than just this, which is good. Um, if if they have ninety five sites, then we're looking every site more likely has to uh, recruit twenty two patients. Yeah. So let's go to this next one. Uh, this is the same one, uh, same antibody, right? Is it the same antibody, REGN10933? REGN10933. Yeah, it's the same, com it's plus REGN1097. REGN1987, yeah, so this is what they're doing for the COVID. Uh, this one is tolerability, PK, immunogenicity of repeated subcutaneous doses of anti-spike SARS-CoV-2 monoclonal. What's anti-spike, Dr. L? This is the spike that's on the virus itself. They're calling it now the anti-spike uh, vaccine. Okay, the, amy the uh, immunoglobulin that they're producing in the injecting it to yeah. cover the spikes of the virus so it will not attach to the cell and start doing the infection through the cell. Okay. And this is in adult volunteers. They're comparing it with placebo again, but it looks like it might be healthy volunteers uh, as well because phase, phase one. one. Mm -hmm. So let's see what the IE. 940 patients. Yeah, key inclusion is healthy or chronic medical condition that is stable. Stable medication for comorbidity, willing and able to comply with study visits. Exclusion is a positive. So this is for people not with COVID infection. Yeah, this is like to see, this study to see the normal immunogenicity of the body for this. Right. Uh, but not through IV injection, through sub-Q injection. Right, repeated easier for the patient if they get approved to administer as an outpatient just as a flu vaccine, where you yeah. get it like. And they can even self-administer, right? Like with insulin. Uh -huh. um, okay, so this is this study, this is gonna have this healthy volunteers. Uh, they want. 904 many? patients. 904 patients. 940. Pa 940, wow, that's a lot. And they mm -hmm. have sites. Arizona, California, Nebraska, Texas. So not that many. Look, four sites for 940, even though it's healthy volunteers. Uh, yeah. It's healthy individuals, so it's not difficult to find these people, even in four sites. Right, right. Especially if the, I mean, what are the side effects of this, like that are known? What's the known side effects of this? Uh, just allergic reaction to the product itself, mainly. Mm. And what okay. would be the combatant allergic reaction? Would Benadryl do it? Benadryl, steroids, or... So, I mean, if you in get allergic... severe cases, maybe hospitalization, if they get allergic, like a uh, more severe reaction, then you have different uh, things to do. The reason I'm asking is I, with a thousand patients, I can't imagine this is inpatient, so... Is no, this is outpatient. Yeah, so subcutaneous, then you go home, you get an allergic reaction, need to be able to treat yourself. So. I think most probably they keep you a couple of hours to, 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 to watch you to see, at least in the first couple of injections. Sure, I sure guess you the, do that not. would make sense. Yeah. Let's go uh, really quickly through this last study and then let's get into some of these news uh, for the stock. Uh, the stock and the news. So this one, safety, tolerability, efficacy, same one, 
but for patients that are hospitalized with COVID. So you just saw three different types of studies. And on their pipeline, you see even more, right? You see the ones that we were talking about with the relatives or people living with the people diagnosed. Uh, which they probably have it too. This one's looking for 2,900 hospitalized patients. This is hard to get. 3,000. It's really hard to get these numbers. Hospitals are not willing to take on these kind of studies. I mean, you guys know, they only have 92 sites. Uh, California, they have, you know, just a few. Uh, They have just about every state a site or more. What they don't phase say the is, name. What phase is this? Uh, it's probably it's phase two. one and two. Yeah, that doesn't make a, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Typically, uh, you see that many patients as a phase four study. Well, mm. uh, phase one is usually very low on enrollment, and phase two. Yeah, but I yeah. think because of the <laughs> pandemic. No, but this is safety, tolerability, and efficacy. So it's just one, two. Yeah, yeah. but just odd okay. the numbers that they're they're randomizing. Yeah, I think they need the, those numbers. I think the FDA uh, mandated they have this number, this amount of numbers to get a clear uh, indication that it's safe, efficacy, tolerability, all that kind of stuff. So this is, if you want to study. Dan, yeah. go a little bit down. Just one second. Go ahead. Okay, just there. It says phase one, two, phase three. So they are doing all the three them. phases at the same time. <laughs> Isn't this what Trump said, Operation Warp Speed? We need something quick. Like, you know, um, I think this is what they're doing. I think he called it Operation Warp Speed or something to get a vaccine, so, get a treatment. So each patient goes through all three phases. That's you're what you're I'm going to go through phase one, that's a two-week study. Then phase two, that's two months. And then phase three, that's six months. Yeah, look, I'm not wow. kidding. I'm not kidding. Let's look. Trump warp speed. I'm telling you this... Uh, for the COVID, when it came out, this is what they said. Trump's Operation Warp Speed accelerates. This is for the vaccine. But it's also for treatments, right? So this is what you're seeing. So May, this came that- out in May. This study started in June. That's warp speed. Warp speed. <laughs> for pharma, that's warp speed. No, no. For, for the FDA, that's warp speed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this is the Trump's way information. So that means that Trump participated in the clinical trials? No, because he... His data is going to be part? (laughs) Because, I mean, he's taking an experimental drug, but he's the only one in the world to not be in a study and take it. So he's uh, special. Just out of curiosity, does he fall in the age guidelines, inclusion, exclusion? No, he would not qualify. I looked it up. uh, up, The inclusions uh, probably 18 to 70, I would guess. uh, I think it was 65. Wow, but okay. one of the one of the studies didn't have. Uh, I mean, it started eighteen, but it didn't have. Um, um, eighteen and uh, older, so he would qualify yeah, for this one. But exactly. look, he has he to be hospitalized. He would have to be hospitalized first. Technically, yeah. well, he, he was. Hospitalized. They took. Yeah, him. he was for three days or two days. Mm-hmm. Right. So they did take him some, you know, but he wasn't in the study. He got the actual drug. Uh, we know that for a fact that's why he got so he was not enrolled in the study and that's why the stock (laughs) that's why the stock price went up 20 percent yeah so great segue chris so by the way if anyone wants this study i mean if you're a hospital first of all if you're a hospital and you can do COVID studies email me dan at the clinical trials guru.com because we need a site for a study not regeneron we need a site for a study um yeah look at the stock so 
in uh, I'm looking at a five-year chart. Let's look at one month. So Trump right here, Trump, this was before he got hospitalized, October 2nd. Then he got hospitalized, I think on the third. And then this is when we knew that he's taking the treatment. October 5th, next business day for the stock, it jumped up to 600 from 563. Okay, so maybe 8% it went up. So that's not that significant. Yeah, 8%. I don't yeah, and then it this... dipped again to 581. I don't know why. Must have been some news. And then it's now back to kind of where it was. Uh, see, six, it's kind of where it was at the top. Uh, right I, I, I think it's the, like Trump taking the 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 vaccine did not affect a lot of the stock at all no. completely. I think it may play a little bit role, but uh, mainly in the vaccine stocks, if you look at the the results and the uh, and the effects on the patient and everything, that's what can affect the stocks because this is talking about big companies. Okay. Yeah. Multi, multi, multi uh, million dollars company. So I don't think that uh, one person or two people affect, but at the side effect of this vaccine, they're investing like millions of dollars in this side effect of this vaccine on, on patients that need to be put in the news. This is where the stock price can go up or down. Yeah, and we're going to analyze some of these CNBC. I don't want to play this because I don't want to get kicked off from YouTube, but. Um, you can go, anybody can go look at this video. Uh, Jim Cramer, don't buy Regeneron stock just because Trump says it's COVID-19 it. antibody yeah. works. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And these are the competitors, you know, vaccines and therapeutics. Johnson & Johnson, we're going to do a story on that one because they're an Eli Lilly, the vaccine caused some. We're going to do that next week, guys. So we're going to look into that one. I think there is, like, hold on, hold on, go back, back there, uh, Dan. There's a company which is uh, much better than... Like what? Well, at least number number in phase three trial now Moderna on the vaccine for the yeah. COVID. Well, it's not mentioned here. I it's don't know. It's not why. mentioned. Yeah, uh, Gilad uh, is not the vaccine. It's for the Ramesvir. Yeah, therapeutics. Mm -hmm. So this one, this article, maybe we'll see it here. This article, what you know, they're arguing what's the better stock, AstraZeneca versus Regeneron. This was written in August 16th, so they're wrong now because AstraZeneca had to put their uh, study on Trial and hold. Yeah, let's look. I mean, this article was written in August, so it was before they knew about this trial being on hold. All right, uh, let's look at AstraZeneca today. What do we have here? Let's look at like in the last week. See, this is the Ooh. 54 to what is this? 53. Oh, not that bad. And then to 55. And to 54, so it hasn't been changed. Let's look at the year-to-date AstraZeneca. Right here in March, it tanked like everything else. Everything. Uh, yeah, from 48 to 37, then it hit the high of 61, and now it's trading around there. So it doesn't even look like the trial being held uh, is affecting AstraZeneca because they're so big of a company. Um, and Regeneron, as you saw, is fairly stable as well. So this, ar this article is arguing which one's a better stock. This article, uh, you know, we're not going to get too much into the financial stuff. And again, this is not financial advice. I mean, I don't know what advice we're even giving you because we're just saying it's a stable stock and Trump doesn't seem to have much of an impact on this. Uh, maybe for a day he did, but really not so much. And then here, Jim Cramer, let's accept these cookies. 
Jim Cramer, Regeneron stock. He likes it. This was October 5th. Regeneron could receive emergency use authority from the FDA after its coronavirus treatment was given to President Trump. So maybe they're going to start using this in the hospitals with emergency use. You know, people who are really sick in the hospital is probably why the study that we just analyzed is important, right? Even though that one, they probably had this in the plans to do this. Uh, So he got the monoclonal antibodies doing better. And Jim Cramer says buy the stock, but uh, he doesn't say Mm. buy it just because of the Trump thing. This is a good company. Yeah. Yeah. You see they a actually, lot of education in the pipeline that they have and everything. So I think it's a good company overall. Yeah. Trump said that uh, if they get approved, he was going to give it to all the elderlies uh, for free. <laughs> well, hopefully 15% of them don't get severe allergic reactions because that's what <laughs> happens. They would all need to be in the hospital. I heard some nasty things about the allergic reaction, like it stops you breathing and things like serious things. Yeah, it can cause for you anaphylactic shock. There you go. Okay. So that's something that... A foreign uh, protein in your body. Right. Your body can react to it. And that's why it can cause like uh, uh, anaphylactic shock where they can, you can stop breathing, you can... Yeah. Have, uh, so I think the only way that they're going to allow this to be administered is in the hospitals because they're not going to allow people to self-administer this at home. You're going to, 15% of people are going to develop some kind of reaction. I know. Most probably they, until they approve it like this, it could be modified or could be having some less toxic mm. side effect. We've got to keep track of this thing. And next week we've got to discuss... AstraZeneca and the uh, what's the other company Johnson that put their trial on hold? Johnson and Johnson, that's right. They put their vaccine studies on hold. We got to look into that and examine that a little bit more because uh, which one? The J and J and the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine. About vaccine also. Yeah. Oh. And AstraZeneca was doing it all over the world. That's right. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Anything else? Closing thoughts. I think both of those, uh, uh, Regeneron uh, stock is, I mean, probably not right now to buy right now just because it's a little bit more expensive, but it's been kind of uh, stable since like pretty much since the beginning. But I, I was looking the last two years and it's been stable and it's been like kind of consistently uh, getting up 12% every year. So it's not that bad. I mean, obviously, this is not a like Dan says financial advice, but it not doesn't seem advice. exactly yeah. just four <laughs> just four lunatics on the internet, uh, and that's it. So we'll you continue. That, sorry, we'll, you should look, you should look at everybody you watch on the internet. It's just a lunatic. That should be the name of our show instead yeah, of four lunatics. lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's good guys we're gonna do this again next week we're gonna look at what's interesting for you guys as well we're gonna always incorporate a little bit a little bit of financial uh, not advice financial information for you guys and uh always always start with clinicaltrials.gov first because that is fundamental to what we do as researchers ourselves Thank you guys very much for coming on. Thank you. Have an excellent rest of the day. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And we'll catch you all later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.